Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 295, recorded at Big Dog Studios in Eugene, Oregon. Today's show is brought to you by Mudpod Design House. Do you have a website? Are you happy with this traffic? The answer is no. Get a free website SEO audit from Mudpod Design at mudpoddesign.com slash free dash SEO dash audit. Practicalherbalist.com. Get info on plants and plant medicine that's supported by science and tradition at thepracticalherbalist.com. We make herbalism practical and easy. Thepracticalherbalist.com. Now here are your hosts. I'm Candace Hunter. I'm Patrick Hunter. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real, Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. So Patrick, I now have a bona fide reason for all that incense I like to burn. Oh yeah? What's that? <laughs> what is that? What is your bona fide reason? I'm healing you. It's oh. I'm healing all of us. Oh, so it's <laughs> so all of us in the house that's affected by the the incense. incense. Yes. Yes. Um <laughs> well, and and I and I like some of your healing incense and I don't like some of your healing incense. <laughs> yeah. I did I learned how to make incense from Don years and years ago. Yeah. And I did for a long time make my own incense. I do remember that. And I like that the challenges I had at the time, part of the challenge I had at the time was that I never quite mastered the whole making a cone so that it just burns on its own. So I always had to get the charcoal bricks Mm -hmm. and then actively add, you know, which is terrific when you're focused on the incense and you're doing ritual or you're there with the intention of being fully present. Yeah, and I mean, I remember using using we had a, a special uh, brass Chal- or she, I mean, chalice. That we just I found it. it sensor, really, sensor, it's a sensor. Okay. Yeah, that's what it's called. And, sensor. And we, yeah, and I remember, you know, like especially if there was um, illness in the house. Yes. Know, yeah. We would do camphor and a few other things. Camphor and, and some others. Yeah. You know, we you know I would walk through the house, you know, and in, in, in every room and, and do that. So yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, and when I. Did that like the camphor? I did because Don at one point said, "Try this." Right, and I found camphor crystals, and we did, and it was helpful. Yeah, and as I was doing it back then, I was doing it partly because Don said so, and I know that Don knows what she's talking about, and I felt confident because I also knew that she understood the medical side of things. And at that point in my own experience, I was uncomfortable with. I didn't want I didn't want to make a spiritual choice that would somehow be physically harmful. Mm-hmm. And I didn't always understand. Now I'm can make my own choices, but back then I just did what she said. Right. I didn't think about the fact then that the camphor wasn't just heal, healing on a spiritual level and clearing out the bad juju. It was also antibacterial. Helps your your respiratory system you know, regain health and he and well-being. Right. Although now I'm like, well, duh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's pretty obvious. <laughs> but, you know, but back then I didn't always see those connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I admit that I don't make my own incense very often. I still, I mean, I str- every now and then, like every year and a half or so, I'll pull out my resins and my you know, leaves and flowers and stuff. And I'll make a really, you know, small, really small batch and I'll pull out the Mako, I think it was called Mako powder, which is a specific tree that um, people like me would use this. It's one of the ones we can use to create a self-burning incense cone. 
So I'll do that and I'll create myself burning incense cone and the first two of my series of, let's say, 10 will burn terrifically. And then the rest will not. They'll burn like a quarter of the way and then go out. And I can't get them to relight and stay lit. Right. And I'm sure there's techniques and things I could be doing better. Mm-hmm. And maybe in future at some point, I will actually investigate, learn, and do better. But for now, no. I've got too many other things going on in my life. And there's a lot of good sources for good incense. Right. So I just tend to buy the incense from people who know what they're doing. And when I'm lighting it in our house, it's partly about the spiritual aspects. But it's also about knowing that I need the air and the space to be healthy. And I want the people, you know, all of us to, those us who live in this space, to feel healthy. So I'm making my choices partially on a physical health as well as spiritual health mindset. Mm-hmm. Now you don't do that as much anymore um, as far as making your own. No, I don't make my own very often anymore, although I still have, I mean, the resins, if you take care of them, they last forever. So I still have those and, mm-hmm. and you know, the other, the, the sticks and sticks and leaves and berries and all of that are just part of normal herbal practice. And yeah, I've got that stuff too, of course. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I still have mako powder. So, I mean, I certainly can. So are you being inspired? I've I've thought about returning to incense making a little bit more frequently, but I haven't yet committed because of the frustrations I've had with my own. Right. Although I do really enjoy making incense to burn on the sensor, on the little charcoal briquettes. Uh, yeah, that that method is um is faster. Like mm-hmm. I mean it it's not yeah. like when you do some of like you do some really nice Japanese incense stuff that you get, and I really enjoy it, and it burns for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but when you make it on the on the on the sensor sensor, you yeah. know, it's it's relatively quick. I mean, those charcoal briquettes are really hot. Yeah. And it it goes really quickly, but it's your intention there is so focused that it all is yeah. working together at the same time. You don't just put yeah. it on there, walk away. Right. You know, you're, ten- you're almost like it's you're tending the fire, you're tending the. Yeah. The herbal thing is when it burns out and, you know, it's, it's going to burn quickly, you, you put some more on there and then you, you tend that and you put some more on there. And, you, yeah. you know, as you walk through the – in our case, as you walk through the home, that's, yeah. you know, uh, so there's a little – it's a different, I think, a different level of, well, intention. Which, you know, it <laughs> is. As the I, young people like to say, I always intention. Have that, yeah, I always have that problem with, with, that, with that, you know, I don't like some of the words that have been co-opted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that bothers me. But um, yeah, that, back to, lack of a better term. Yeah, the, your intention of what you're doing. I mean, when we're using the sensor, it's it's usually to <clears throat> clear out the house, energetically speaking, or disinfecting the house, uh, both energetically and physically. Or there's maybe we did cooking all day, and there's smell that we don't like in the house, so we'll do that, and it'll just kind of clean everything out. It'll. Yeah, I don't, I don't, when, when I, when we use incense that I've made, it's always with a very specific purpose for that day, that time. I almost never make more than at this point. I mean, like I said, I've tried the cone thing and I've made 10 cones and, you know, small percentage actually burn the rest end up having to be on charcoal briquettes because they didn't. Yeah. So instead I make enough incense for the day. 
So it's really small amounts of everything mm -hmm. that I'm putting in. Mm -hmm. And I'm making it for that, for whatever the reason is. If I need to clear cooking smells out of the house, I just get the morning star out. <laughs> yeah, but okay. But yeah, so, I what you're really wait, saying. Morningstar for the people that don't know what that is. Morningstar is um, a very easy to come by Japanese stick style oh, okay. incense. Okay. It also comes, I think, in cones. Oh, okay. And it's prevalent. I mean, you can get it super easily at like every. Is that the smell that you walk into those stores? Those, yeah, and you're like, it's what's the, that? It's what we used to from Minnesota refer to as smell? the hippie smell. It's the uh, <laughs> yes, okay. But it's the it, that's one of the ones that it's not very expensive. It's easy to find at any kind of herb shops and gift shops that have any kind of witchy vibe to them. They usually carry Morningstar. Yeah, a lot okay. of times, okay. natural grocery shops and co-ops will carry Morningstar. You can find it online everywhere easily. Okay. Well, I'm, and, I'm sorry you know, I was being a neophyte, but I just yeah. didn't know for sure what that was. And if I figured I didn't know what it was, maybe other people didn't know what it was. Yeah. And there's, I mean, I think in my opinion, because I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily an aficionado, but in my opinion, there's several levels of incense. And Morningstar is the, oh, I don't want to smell bacon in my house anymore, so I'm going to put on some Morningstar that'll cover that up and... Then I won't notice the bacon, and then by the time both of them clear out, you know, it'll be fine. It's the, your cheap, daily, very practical use incense. And then there's other incenses, like the handmade ones. There's I've found uh, a few different makers on, like Etsy, for instance. Mm -hmm. You know, if you just search handmade incense, there are people that do cones and sticks as well as loose incense that way. So those ones are more special. From right. my perspective. So that's like the the medium to higher grade incense. They're special, they're handmade, and they're often really lovely scents with specific vibes attached to them. There's also companies like Shoyito, which is a, a – there's a several lines that they have that are fairly common, maybe not quite as much so as Morningstar, but, you know, common good daily incense. You, you light them. And then they have some really, you know, more higher – higher end mm -hmm. more expensive but oh, yeah. you know <clears throat> and, and it's funny the higher end the incense the smaller the sticks become <laughs> i know <laughs> right. uh, but those those ones are more like for daily use for meditation use you know there's a purpose but they're not just to cover up a smell yeah you know i got you and then there's the stuff that you make yourself or the very expensive stuff that you purchase that somebody else made whether it's the really horribly expensive stuff that a company like Shoyido makes or whether it's handmade from, you know, like an herbalist or incense maker or right. whatever. Right. The stuff that's very expensive or that's really handmade and very special is the stuff that you sit down with and you really give all your time to it. You're not reading a book while you're lighting it. You're not playing on the computer or having a, a TV show on. Yeah. You're focused on the incense and the, the space of being with that incense. And right. that's the part where for me, that's, that's like when I was making my own, that's where I wanted to be was, you know, doing this with a ritual and, and being present with the plants that were a part of making that incense. So it's a way of connecting at a deeper level. How do you know you're hitting the big time? When you see folks wearing your logo out and about. 
Ace High Graphics can help you get your logo out there with custom design apparel, like hats and hoodies and tees with custom bags and more. Ace High Graphics can do small runs as little as 10 items or hundreds to meet your needs. We'll help you be seen no matter how large or small you are. Visit acehighgraphics.com today. A lot of times the plants that I've worked with at that level are also ones that are deeply healing plants, like frankincense or sandalwood or myrrh. You know, these are very deeply healing trees. Right. And, yeah. Anyway, that's my theory on incenses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they do spark a different... um... They're just different sensory. They're just they're 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 enveloping because they're you know they're what you smell. Yeah. You know, and and our sense of smell, you know, really is a very powerful sense. Yeah, and it is. I mean, you can close your eyes and you can, well, for me anyway, you can smell something, identify it, and then put a picture in your mind. Yeah. I know not everybody can do that, but right. Um, for me, and, and also, scents are can make you you know you can time travel. I mean, mm-hmm. you can hear or you can smell something that you know, you know, mom's apple pie or dad's cigar or whatever yeah. it was when you were in your youth, and you'll smell that, and it'll just transport you immediately to that that's that scene, that moment. Right. I mean, how many of us, if we catch the a whiff of the Perfume emerald suddenly remember our grandmother's. Right. You know, or with me, my, my distaste of rose because of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah it's just those things. So yeah. when you have an incense, you know, it's not just like when you have an herb that you see, you touch, it's, it's tactile, it's there, right? You burn that herb. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not only there you see it's in you it's it's yeah. you're in you're it's you're in, in yeah. and it's coming into your your lungs and your lungs are you know they're designed to move that into the bloodstream super fast to yeah. get oxygen there so all that stuff comes in and it's all part of before you know it your your body's inundated with this you know smell doesn't stop or the the things in the, in your in the it's in the air doesn't stop at your sinuses right that's where you may smell it right your senses there you become aware of it there but it Moves deep into it moves yourself. Moves deep into yourself. Very rapidly. Very rapidly. Yeah, that's, that's part of why the the fastest <clears throat> way to imbibe cannabis is through through a vape. Yeah, through vaporizing or smoking it. Yeah, right. And um, or even if it's just like a, a moline or whatever for healing mm-hmm. a healing smoke. Yeah, or, yeah, um, it works the same. I mean, cannabis is one of the ones kind of like cayenne. When people say herbal medicine doesn't work. Sue used to always say, oh, well, what about cayenne? I mean, are you telling me that if you eat that, you don't notice any heat, comma? Right. Cannabis is also one of those similar kinds of herbs. It it shows you how rapidly herbs can work. Yes. You know, you breathe in an herb, within 15 minutes, it's acting in your body. In cannabis's case, you're feeling the THC, which alters your perception. You know immediately. You can feel it. In the case of mullein, it or mullein or whatever it it it's in your body. It's working in fifteen minutes too. It's not working any slower. You just may not be perceptually aware of it because we oftentimes, as human beings, are not perceptually aware of a vast majority of what our bodies are doing, what the systems in our bodies are doing. 
Well, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. And when, as you were speaking there, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's why, you know, when we were post pandemic, mm-hmm. when we were actually getting the flu or getting a cold or pre-pandemic, yeah, yeah. pre-pandemic, uh, you know, we would have, we would, if I was coming under the weather or you were coming, we'd do herbal steams, you yeah. know, hot water, you know, with yarrow and calendula and all these other yep. herbs that we were throwing in there. And those essential oils were being released from the hot water. And we're breathing it in <clears throat> and that moisture and those oils and stuff are coming right into our lungs. And lubricating. And, you know, and, and, and I yeah. would feel, I mean, during the period of time, it would be really hot and it would be uncomfortable. But once I was out, it was, you know, for at least those 10, 15 minutes, I felt really good. Yeah. And I know that I also had taken a lot of medicine. And, you know, since we started redoing that practice, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, I noticed that our colds have gone a lot faster. Our flus were done a lot quicker. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, it was just so something that I was like, ah, people used to do this. Why are we not doing this? Right. And you're like, yeah, yeah. why are we not doing this? And so, <laughs> right. Well, and so we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And and we got our son to do it. We got him yeah. to think about it. So now when he, you now maybe he forgot because he hasn't been really sick since the pandemic started, um, you know, maybe he'll remember next time too. That, <laughs> oh, I'm going to go get a steam because, you know, and he would go in there and he would know what, to, what herbs to pull. Oh, yeah. He would say this and he would do that. And um, so... Definitely that idea of sense and an infiltration of that throughout your entire body, even at a cellular level because of it, yeah. is, is, is potent and powerful. Yeah. So it's a pretty amazing thing when you think about it versus ingesting it uh, like a tincture right. or a tea or whatever. It's Yeah, you don't always have to eat your herbs. You don't always have to eat your herbs. You can breathe them. And you don't even have to breathe them through smoke. You can right. breathe them in, in a vapor other ways. or like a, a steam vapor. Yep, that's fine. Um, there's, so there's other ways to do it. There's not just not just one way. Like no. always, there's many ways to the to the top. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. One of the things I love about Dawn is that she's very good at inspiring confidence to get you to give it a try, and. It helped me at least get over inhibitions and fears that I had. Oh, yeah. And in doing so, she opened the doors, helped me open the doors to a much bigger, healthier, happier world. Mm-hmm. So, Dom's Absolutely. Great. Oh, Dom, she, yeah, Dom's awesome. I mean, yeah, and, you know, we've said it and we said it, you know, in the show a couple of times. I mean, she was really the the start of, you know, your herbal journey for sure. And then in, in turn, my... Uh, experiments yeah. with it and understanding of it and, you know, doing my basic herbal practice for me, through you, through me, whatever. Yeah. Um, so she's been a, you know, an integral part of our, of our healing regime for the last 20 years. Oh yeah. So, so big thank you to Dawn for that. Yes. All right. Um, so if you're, you know, listening to this podcast and you've listened to a lot of Real Herbals and Radio and you've gone to the website and you've done your research and stuff, one of the things that keeps us from doing and practicing is our inability to become beginners again yeah. and um, making that choice. Because we don't want to do it wrong. Most people, I don't want to do it wrong. I want to learn, 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 don't want it wrong. Mm-hmm. But the part that people forget to do is the only way that you really learn is well, by experimenting, by experimenting and practicing yeah. and failing. I mean, if you make a failure, yeah. you know what not to do. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've done it in woodworking. You put a finish on, and like, oh, that's not good. Yeah, like for instance, 
Don't make your herbal cough medicine for a cough and sore throat with a heavy dose of spilanthes. Yes, because you won't taste anything and your mouth is going to go numb. Yes, and then you'll have that saliva um, production that <laughs> happens as a result of spilanthes. And you're not, you're not going to vomit, but you're going to have a lot of saliva. Yeah, and it's very uncomfortable because right. <laughs> it's hard to swallow. Right. So at that point, you're like saliva and then you what, spit it out? Yeah, it's just where yeah. <laughs> so, so so that would be an experiment that didn't go great in my mm-hmm. experience. And, and, and every <laughs> herbalist, every professional, every herbalist, it doesn't matter what you do, you're gonna have points in your career, in your practice, or whatever that you've made a mistake. Oh yeah. You know, it just yeah. is what it is. But you learn so much from those mistakes. You learn more from your failures than you do from your successes. Yeah. And I know that I know people don't like to hear that, but you do. And and so it's there's no there's no wrong way to start. The wrong yeah. way to start is to not start, is to not try yeah. it, you know. And and if you're gonna do herbalism, just get the low-hanging fruit first. Yeah. You know? Go get some herbal teas that are already made, maybe. Yeah. Try them out. See what you like, see what you don't like. You know, herbalism can start in your front lawn. Yeah. You know, instead of your you know, if you, if you, if your family is, cause I don't want to be sexist here, but if your man or your woman, whoever does the lawn care in the house, you know, mm-hmm. has issues with dandelion, well, then the other person says, oh, don't spray them. Don't cut them out. I'm going to take the root. I'm going to take the leaves. We're going to have the leaves in our salad. Dig them up. That's a little bit of herbalism. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, oh, the buds are, are just coming in. Let's get those and fry those up and eat them. They're really good. They you are know, really good. The, yeah, they're really oh, good. Oh, the, the root, let's take the root up and let's dry that out and use that for a coffee substitute or a little bit of a liver cleanse or a few other things. So just on that one plant alone, you know, I'm not an herbalist and I just named what, three or four uses for dandelion. I know. A- and, you know. It's impressive. Right? And you are an herbalist. Well, okay. Well, I don't think so, but whatever. Um, but the fact is, is that that simple plant that is a bane for people that want the quote unquote, perfect lawn is your perfect entry point into herbalism. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to eat it, you get to, you get to drink it, you get to, you get to enjoy it on a salad. I mean, there's so many things there with that one plant. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And now you're doing herbalism and yeah. your failure rate on that is pretty, pretty low. Right. Right. Yeah. So a lot of times with herbalism, I think people don't even realize they're doing it when they're, when they're cooking. Yeah. You know, when they're adding garlic and they're adding, you know, parsley and thyme and rosemary and sage, all of these are are really potent herbs. Yes, they make our food taste really well, you know, good, and they help things. But, you know, there is a medicinal property to each of those, and they do a good job of what they do. You're doing herbalism right there when you're cooking in your kitchen. And you didn't even know it until I just said, you're you're doing herbalism. Yeah. You you may not have the intention of, I'm putting... um, sage in my in my trout because I'm trying to heal myself. You're saying I'm putting sage in my trout because I think it's going to make it enhance the flavor. It tastes good. It tastes good. But it's also really good for your digestion and Yeah, exactly. Helping. Or, you know, peppercorn, you know, or yeah. why is ginger served with sushi? Yes, it's palate cleansing, but it also helps with the digestion of rice and everything else that you're bringing in. Yeah. So these are all, you know, these culinary herbs and these foods that you've been just thinking are like, ah, that's just what you do. Oh, yeah. Like, They're let's healing. talk about the sushi. I mean, the sushi rice itself is really high glycemic, but then when you add the vinegar to it, or yeah, that, the not the vinegar, vinegar, yeah, the yeah, rice, rice vinegar, vinegar yeah. you add a little bit of that to it, 
And suddenly the insulin reaction in your body drops way down. Way down because of it. And I like personally like that flavor in my rice, but you know. Yeah. But <laughs> but that's not why the sushi chefs have done it. It's not to help you enjoy your food more, Patrick. No, I understand. They that. do it because, you know. Yeah, they do it. They do it and then they're giving you ginger to make sure that you're digesting that raw fish that you're eating and raw vegetables that you're eating better because mm -hmm. ginger fires up the digestive system. Right. And even if you're eating completely vegetarian sushi, all those vegetables are raw. Right. Yeah. Raw vegetables cool, cool your, your digestive, digestive system. system. So exactly. ginger just helps to counteract that. It balances yep. it. Oh, and then you're going to wrap some of that seaweed around it to help add the iodine and support your thyroid and, and your hormonal balance. I mean, yep. I say that sushi might be a near-perfect food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But all right. I'm not, I don't know where to go with that one. But I will say this, that you, you are an herbalist if you cook. You just didn't know yeah. it yet. Yeah. And you can take it that one step further if you really want to get into it. Remember, low-hanging fruit, risk it, fail learn, fail, learn. That's how you do it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's yeah. one of the big lessons Don taught us was yep. give it a try. Just give it a try. Give it a try. So with that, put, put an, an herb, herb on, on it. it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.